Welcome home, where homeownership matters for all. A production of the Orange Chatham Association of Realtors, a voice for real property rights. Hello, everyone, and welcome to session four of OCHAR's 2022 Talk About Podcast series. This is Marsha Vaughn, and I'm back today with our panel of seasoned experts, Jackie Tanner from Fonville Morrissey, Nada Bazinski with Inhabit the Triangle, and Jay Kreller, also with Inhabit the Triangle. Welcome to all of you after a very exciting weekend. Can we take a second to talk about the UNC Duke Final Four men's basketball game? And Nada, I know you didn't get the results you were hoping for. (laughs) Two of us are happy about it. Great, great. I'm happy to. divided, so I'm perfectly happy. I'm just delighted that somebody from North Carolina is... Here, here. In the finals. Yeah, yeah. I'm delighted. Yep. All right. Well, we're here today to talk about the chaos of the current coming soon status that gets listed in MLS. So let's start for the benefit of our listeners who are not tremendously uh, familiar with coming soon and talk about what the rules are. So the basic rules are if you list something in coming soon... How far in advance can you do that? I think current TMLS rules still have 30 days. 30 days. 30 days. Okay. It has to change to active or okay. no showings in 30 days. And, and they, will, they will change it. They will actually active. just change right. it they will ch- if you don't. Yes, they're not going to leave it up to the Correct. agent. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I forgot about that <laughs> little pesky point. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you and can't you do during that coming soon period? Well, that depends. Are you following the rules? <laughs> Oh, yeah, we've all... (laughs) I think that's why we're talking about this. Yeah, so let's first talk about what the rule is, and then we'll get back to what we're seeing happen. In coming soon status, you are not allowed to give any other party a viewing advantage over general marketing. And people are really getting confused by this because they think if it's not an actual showing, it doesn't count. It's not just showing. It's it's basically any favoritism shown in coming soon status that gives another agent or another client the ability to see inside the house more than what is offered to the general public is a violation of what coming soon is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be a level playing field in coming soon status, and currently it's not because a lot of people don't understand this rule. They're not implying it, or they're like you said, they're offering to walk through on a virtual tour. The listing agent walk through on a virtual tour with your client. Like, mm-hmm. that's a showing. Mm-hmm. That's technically a showing. Mm-hmm. Nita, before you got here, we were talking about just the stories we're hearing about the shenanigans that are taking place to try to get around the coming soon rulings and that people are, they're uh, interpreting soon rules differently, even though it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, it's one of those topics where I have so many things to say, I'm not sure where to start. Yeah, I, feel the same way. Um, I was going to, one of the things when I was listening to Jay talking uh, that I was thinking is, have there been any test cases, right? Like, has anybody attempted to litigate this or, you know, bring anybody in front of a disciplinary committee for violation of this? Because I feel like it's one of those things that is very difficult to to prove and thinking about. You know, if a listing agent is literally giving a virtual tour to a, a buyer who isn't physically in the house, obviously it's a violation of the reason that we have the rule to begin with. But are they technically violating rules, right? Like if, if we were 
sorry, I was watching the Supreme Court hearings today, but are we originalists or are we like looking at the, mm. the sense of the reason why this was written down to begin with? And I feel like that in, in terms of my experience as an agent, it's very difficult. You, you also don't want to, if, if you have a buyer, <laughs> the the last thing you want to do is go to a listing agent and inform them that they're violating rules and not behaving the way they should. Exactly right. Right. The, the problem um, is, is the correction in this market isn't happening because the agents are too desperate to try and get their clients in. And I had clients get, get note left on their front stoop. Um, basically explaining that they had gotten into a number of houses that were incoming soon status in the neighborhood by leaving such a note. And if these poor, my clients, you know, would uh, feel sorry for them enough, they would also let them in because they live in Texas. And um, yeah. And wow. what my clients did was give me the note and I didn't respond at all. <laughs> you you know? really couldn't. Oh, and then these particular people approached me sort of saying they were looking for a buyer's agent and I declined to work with them because that's not my, those aren't my people. Right. I, I think it's important to kind of back up and think about like what led to the coming soon status to sort of frame it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And this is my recollection and I welcome everyone. to join. Yeah. Because the three of you remember. I yeah. Mean, so, when, so what I remember happening um, Any idea when it was established? Oh, well, it was established just a couple years ago uh, in okay. April. It, it became official, I, I think. Um, but but what was the reason I think that MLS implemented it was because what agents were doing was using their signs and attaching a rider to their sign, and it would say, coming soon. And people would drive by homes that were coming soon. And agents were trying to appease their seller's interest in if they had paint or some minor improvements still to do. They didn't want to take a risk that they might lose a buyer who could potentially be interested in their house. While maybe other houses in their neighborhood or nearby competing houses, you know, might be coming up as active. And so in the interest of capturing potential buyers or not losing any buyers to a different house, the agents were putting a rider on the sign and it said coming soon. The problem with that was that technically speaking, MLS required the agent to put that listing into MLS in a no-showing status. How am I doing so far? You're so good. So so good. Absolutely. In a no-showing status. But agents weren't doing that. And instead, what was happening is they would stick the sign out, which, of course, is marketing, and they would attach this rider, which, of course, said coming soon. And only in the case where people happened to be driving by the house or neighbors would say, hey, I saw this house come up as coming soon in our neighborhood. And they would call a friend and say the sign went up or whatever. And things were happening sort of behind the scenes that unless you or a friend or a neighbor or whomever saw that actual physical sign with the coming soon rider on it, there were so, most people didn't even know about the house. And so things were being sold essentially off market because they were getting offers in the coming soon status, but it wasn't even a status at that point. It was, it was supposed to just be submitted to MLS in a no showing status, if they weren't ready to show, there was the only uh, option at that point was no showings. Like if you were trying to get or temporarily off the market, you were trying to get it ready for the market. 
but agents were circumventing that by putting this rider on and they weren't supposed to show it. Mm -hmm. And so there was sort of this whole alternate market happening. And I think like an underground, an underground sort of market that was happening. And I think MLS was trying to address this issue and create a level playing field and make it fair so that everyone at least would be notified of a house that was coming soon. That it, it wasn't just by chance that you happened to be driving by or a friend oh, drove by the sign. And so therefore they created an actual coming soon status that allowed an agent to put it into MLS, still not allowed to show it in coming soon status. But what has happened is sort of what we are going to jump into today is the result of this and, 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 and the workaround that has happened, um, as, as a result of the coming soon status and the tight market that we're in and how agents and buyers and sellers are sort of working around it. And it's, it's creating a real problem. Okay. It's so creating the under, it, it's creating the, the very problem they were trying to avoid. The underground market they were trying to avoid. But yeah. the original reason for having the no showing status was because as listing agents, it was really difficult for us to be able to have a listing agreement with the seller, but still needed to refinish floors, right. paint, you know, right. do some things. Um, you know, as an agent, I certainly don't want to go doing all of that work and not having a, a listing right, agreement. Right. I'm spending my time. And I feel like that's what it was born out of, mm-hmm. was to help us as agents and our clients protect each other in terms of representation, but still have the time to do what's necessary to the house because we became increasingly involved in prepping the house for sale, which I don't know, you know, if beyond, before my time, I don't know how much that happened in this industry is certainly changing in terms of what our... Um, duties are and now it's morphed into this other thing by a new generation of realtors I think who the whole coming soon thing is just like a a teaser Mm -hmm. Um, do you really think it's a new generation or do you think it's the result of the extreme competition and this fierce sense of we've got to do something aggressive here I, I still don't understand the advantage of selling it in coming soon status, like it almost feels like it has become its own marketing tool. And I don't, I, I, to this day do not Mm -hmm. understand it. I have put things in coming soon and I am actually about to put something in coming soon, but I intend to let it stay in the coming soon status until we're ready to show it in, in, and it will turn into active status when people can actually view it. And that is how I've done it. I have not done anything other than that. And I know that a lot of people, they actually market in their agent comments that they would be very receptive. The sellers would be open, very receptive to receiving a sight unseen offer mm-hmm. in the coming soon status, that it has become its own marketing tool. And mm-hmm. I am struggling to understand how is this the best thing for the seller? Mm-hmm. Have, have we seen any statistics yet about how many homes are going under uh, contract pre-market? Sight unseen offers. There are a lot. Because I, I've experienced a ton of it. It's, it's really kind of stunning to me how often I'm, I've got my appointment set up for the first day the showings are allowed and I get mm-hmm. the, changes to pending. I get the email that it's going to be pending two days before that date even comes yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I, I listed one coming soon recently and interesting um, <clears throat> story of the exact same house floor plan wise down the street in the, 
obviously the same neighborhood. Um, and I got, so we decided to move up our, we weren't necessarily going to do coming soon, but we decided to move up our visibility uh, to the general public. And I immediately got call after call after call mm-hmm. um, saying, would my clients um, accept something in coming soon? Now, Clients have a very young child. They have two dogs. They both work, work from home. So that was appealing. Of to course, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. No showings. Mm-hmm. Somebody now. I, there are agents that have run the statistics on the the amount of money that you realize from the sale mm-hmm. being far higher if you actually are on the market a yes. minimum of four days mm-hmm. and allow actual showings. Mm-hmm. Um, so why any that's why seller? I, that's right. That, to your point. Do you recall? What the gain is there? No, I, I don't know what the, the... I do believe there is a gain for certain sellers who, like the two dogs and a kid, don't really want to be inconvenienced for showings, and it's worth it to them. The cost that of wear sense. and tear. Or if you are upfront about the fact that the house needs mm-hmm. cosmetic care, you know, and but if they don't have to do that, it saves them the time and the hassle, so they can get a quicker closing, and then the, the sort of the retrofit of the house is on the buyer now, not the seller. So there are scenarios where it makes sense for the seller. The sure. seller wins. Sure. It's just they might not win the absolute most amount of money, but that's not always the primary objective. Right. They're in the same mm-hmm. they're in the same ballpark on money, mm-hmm. but you know, they don't have to go through the hassle and they get a quicker close. So why yeah, it can I guess be what I'm struggling seller. with is if they're willing to get it to the place where it's in coming soon, if ultimately they really do intend to put it on the market, right? Mm-hmm. Um then why wouldn't you just put it on the market? Like if you are actually intending to put it on the market and the intention of coming soon is, you know, sometimes I have people like Jay said, where people work from home, they're animals and, uh, or there's, you know, paint or fixing up or whatever Mm -hmm. that still needs to be done. It's, it's usually a headache to put your house on the market. Right. But I think more often than not, what we're, because we're in a market now where people are used to a very tight time frame in which showings can happen. And if they can leave town, go to a hotel or whatever, and, and everything is planned for, you know, and it happens, say, from a Thursday to a Sunday where showings can take place and they can be out of the house and they know that ultimately that is going to be, the, you know, potentially the best result for them financially if they can get away for a few mm-hmm. days and let the showings happen. If the house is show ready, yes. yes, go out of town for the weekend. That's right. fine, mm-hmm. and you go will. You will yeah, the, okay. the the issue more, the coming soon more. Um, I think it, it's all about that condition of the house, right? If the house isn't show ready, right, those houses are not. I mean, some of those houses are sitting on the market. Mm-hmm. You know, there are still houses that sit on the market, and most <laughs> of them just they haven't had the buff fluff and stuff planned. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't cleaned it up, fluffed mm-hmm. it up, and and staged it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it makes a difference. Let, let me go back and ask you guys a question. So. If you are the listing agent and you've got your in coming soon uh, status and you get the call, as you said, Jackie, so many calls or texts saying, will, will your seller uh, entertain an early sight unseen offer? You have to present that to Absolutely. yourself, Absolutely. correct? So we're back to it's really out of the listing agent's hands. Yeah. It's, it's actually not entirely. I'm going to backtrack that a little bit. If you have pre-agreement with your seller, right? That you will not oh. show them any offers yes. in writing. Say, as a condition of this listing agreement, I will not show you any offers until the preset deadline of Monday at 8 o'clock. 
Okay. Then that exempts you from that you have to present the orders in a timely fashion because the seller has already given you their presentation instructions. Okay. Talk to us more about that. At what point do you do uh, that, that then? Are you, you have doing to do that? That's going to be in, part of the listing agreement. Yeah. I did that. Re- I was advising a newer agent, and that's what I told them to do. Interesting. Yeah. Because so, the, the key is, like, we are we are the instruments of the seller when we're a listing agent. We have to do what they instruct us to do. If it is clear in the instructions of the listing agreement that all offers will be presented to the seller on Monday morning, because the seller knows I'm going to be tempted to take the first good offer that comes along, but I trust your advice that if I let it play the market out, I'll probably make more. So don't show me anything until Monday. Mm-hmm. If those are my instructions, put it in writing, and then and, and then they don't have to present. Are you giving them that choice every single time? Or does it depend on the client and the I, house? I have not used that yet. You've used that. It depends on the client. I mean, my partner had one where the uh, the sellers were actually just not even going to be reachable. Right? Oh, I did have one of those, actually. Um, so there was no point. And that, of course, made it easier to explain to people on the buying side that, you know, just don't even bother. Right? And, and don't the bother. Seller, but the seller had given clear instruction. Don't bother um, making a, an early yeah. offer. Right. Pre-market. Or if you want to submit it to me now, I am not going to be able to get an answer to you for, you know, until this date because yeah. I literally just cannot. Uh, but the, the yeah, seller can do the same the thing. <laughs> he went on three days on the AT. You will not be able no, to reach that, me. That's I'm a like, smart okay. thing. <laughs> the seller can do the same thing, though, purposefully. Yes. Just essentially be out. They are not going to look at them. It, it, whatever the reason, it kind of makes sense for the sellers. This is stressful for the sellers too. You know, there is a lot. And so if they just say, you know what, just present everything to me in one fell swoop. I don't want to get a call from you every three hours that you've got another offer. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a logic to it where it makes sense. This is, you know, this is not being unfair or you know being belligerent or anything. Like that. There's mm-hmm. a logic to it. Right. But it has to be at the seller's instructions for mm-hmm. you to use a strategy like that. Well, I just want you, uh, to talk about coming soon from the perspective of the buyer's agent mm-hmm. or being the buyer. So put, put that hat on and sucks. tell me what you I think. Sorry. I hate it. You can say it sucks. Out. No, it oh, okay. does suck. I've been, it's yeah, terrible. I've been it, that buyer's it's agent. It's terrible. It makes us look incompetent when we can't even get our clients into the house because they're selling a coming soon status. Mm-hmm. And if we've not seen the house, how can we be exercising any degree of skill, care, and diligence in advising our clients mm-hmm. to go ahead and put an offer inside unseen. Well, then after your your buyers get rejected so many times, either because of that or because um, they, their offer hasn't been mm-hmm. you know extravagant enough, then it kind of catapults them into wanting to do the sight unseen pre-market offer. Mm-hmm. So how do you handle that? It makes me personally very nervous. Yes, me too. Um, I don't know if you all have seen that, that Holderness family that I think they've oh, yeah. in Raleigh yeah, and yeah. the videos that they do. And I, the last one that I saw was around this sort of coming soon, sort of like the house is gone. Deep. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Um, Tell us, can you summarize what that story is about? Oh, I wish I could. I mean, they do little viral videos on things and they, they used to be newscasters. And, Are they yeah. agents? No, no, no. No, they're just literally a family and they were newscasters, but now they do these viral videos. They got famous with the pajamas, I think, several years ago um, over Christmas. And they've been doing real estate ones of late. <laughs> and they're very funny. They did Ten Commandments on the Duke thing, but yeah, anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to have to go we'll send you the link, to take over for me. <laughs> Back to my point. I 
it's a house. You're going to mm. live there. If, mm-hmm. if you're not an investor and you're like literally need to know whether there's a place to put your, your child's play set and it's not going to be completely off balance because there's no flat place in the yard or the kitchen isn't going to work for you or whatever, or the floor plan isn't going to work for you. People are writing, I mean, I couldn't do it. Or it smells Could, like cigarette smoke. Or it smells like cigarette smoke or cat pee, cat for God's sakes. I mean, this is, I do not want to be the agent whose client buys something with that much of a negative associated with it that there was no way to tell before we set foot in that house Mm -hmm. and they had, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of non-refundable deposit on the line. It just makes me... I know an excellent uh, realtor who was in that situation as the buyer's agent and uh, the people bought the house sight unseen and then announced that she had tricked them and Mm -hmm. she hadn't tricked them. She had been completely upfront and said all the right things and prepared them, but they felt duped afterwards because they didn't like the house. And and closing attorneys are getting inquiries as to, well, that, that money wasn't really non-refundable, was it? Because, you know, they lied about this or I didn't know about that. And it's like, "Mm, no, non-refundable was (laughs) non-refundable. Right. Regardless of what your exposure to the property was. So for buyers or as a buyer's agent, any advice? Suffer well, through it? You've, you've got to call and talk to the agent and see what the agent's allowing. I mean, this is wrong, but it's right. The agent shouldn't be allowing anything. Mm-hmm. But if the agent says, oh, I'll do a video tour with you and your clients and FaceTime you and your clients in and do a video tour, you got to do it, you know, but is it is it right? No, they shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. But we can't control what they are willing to do or not do. The listing agent is the gatekeeper. And what are, what are our options? Honestly, as buyer's agents, what are our options? So we turn in the listing agent for violating the rules. And in the process, screw our buyers. So the next one that agent lists, we're not going to, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if we bring the best offer, we're not going to get it. Right. I mean, we can't, we're not in a position where we can afford to make enemies out of the listing agent, especially if we're asking the listing agent for a favor, you mm-hmm. know? It's a no-win scenario for buyer's agents. Well, I feel like uh, buyers are already, you know, surrendering. We've talked about this, right? You know, how how does a buyer win in this market? And we've already talked about the fact that the contracts are no longer serving the purpose they were intended when they were written in this due diligence contract. It is so completely weighted in favor of the, the sellers now that they have no leverage left. That's assuming they can actually walk through a house. That's given the best possible scenario of actually being able to see the house in person, you know? So knowing that even if they get to see the house in person, they're already having to give up so much and they have zero leverage in terms of negotiating anything that this is just one more level of, are you kidding me? You You know, is this really like, not only am I having to give insane amounts of money for non-refundable, but, you know, I'm not even allowed to see the house. And uh, if I want a chance of getting a house after having lost four houses, doing it the best way that we could, giving huge amounts of non-refundable due diligence and way over the purchase price and everything else, and they're losing time after time, they do get desperate. They do. What is it going to take? What should I do? And they're... 
risk tolerance becomes so much higher out of desperation. And so the I think risk, that's what that's what's happening. The risk tolerance gets higher out of desperation, but that's where the vulnerability for the agent comes that's in. Absolutely right? true. Because they've lost their risk they've they've lost their um their Ability. risk aversion. Yes. They've lost it. Because they just want to get a house. So they're throwing caution to the wind. Now, if you're a bad agent, you ride that horse all the way to the finish line <laughs> because that's gonna that's gonna get you to closing, right? Uh-huh. Yep. But and if you're a good agent, there's plenty of that going. Your on. job is actually to get them back on the reality plane and to stop them from making a mistake. Yes. Uh-huh. But then I go back to how you know they're making a mistake. That's you right. haven't seen it either, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's 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 that. But what I can promise you, promise you, promise you, promise you, is that there's something wrong with that house. It's the buyer's agent that they're going to blame mm-hmm. every Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Every time they're going to blame that buyer's agent. You should have protected me. You should stop this. You were supposed to look out for my best interest, which is our job. And, but in a no inspections, impossible. Uh, off, you know, being that being the winning part of any offer. How can we do that? I talked to somebody the other day who I regard as you know highly. Uh, educated and intelligent who didn't realize that we're fiduciaries um, and was like shocked to learn that in terms of what our obligations are to our clients. You know, it's another layer of, and and so every time we talk about money and I'm advising somebody as what to do with it, knowing that I just, I really, I've done sight on scenes. Um, I actually did them before this happened. I did one before this happened. I'm not sure I've done one while this has been going on. Um, but it is, it is frightening to me to be in the position of looking after somebody's money and, and having them and advising them to write checks for the amount that these poor people have mm, to write checks for yeah. um, and put them in that situation and, and being as close as I am to a closing attorney and hearing some of these stories. And, and it worries me when I hear about the number of phone calls that are coming in that are like, oh, no, no, we want that money back now, right? Like they, they didn't play fairly. Uh, the contract could not be more clear in terms of of it being a non-refundable deposit. So I wonder if I wonder I, again. I have no idea, but I wonder if um, a way to deal with this one. The obvious is see if MLS will actually do away with the coming soon status. I don't know what the, the result of that would create. Do we have any reason to believe they're discussing that? I don't know. But the other thing, the other thing that comes to my mind is, and again. I don't know how this works. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, in the same way that they say you can't actually, you know, show the house in coming soon status, is it possible that they could say that offers cannot be made in coming soon status? Yeah. You know, no, you can't do anything that inhibits in free trade. That that will never happen. So you can't you can't tell someone who wants to buy and someone who wants to sell that they can't do it yet. It's so like that's that's beyond TMLS. That's beyond anything. That's, right. And that's part of what is <laughs> makes it difficult to, to try and manage this within that framework, right? I, I think the anti-trade, anti-competitive situation is what we, we absolutely Because if the true nature be. of where it came from was to allow sellers to have the exposure, to notify the public that it is coming on the market, please, you know, just know that it's coming. And that's what the intention of it mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. that it would be great, you know, if yeah. it could stick to that. And yeah. that is just, it is just a notification, mm-hmm. a heads up that it's coming, but that, that, that so, so the policy has lost its integrity. 
based on your many, many years of experience, when, when policy problems like this arise, how do they get fixed? What, what are the avenues? I, I think, is the Real Estate Commission going to address this? I mean, who? No, this is actually coming soon is all more of a TMLS rule thing than anything else. It's not, the commission doesn't care. So, so if coming soon went away, be in that status or anything like that, the commission cares that the client knows what their options are. So that's why the listing agreement says it's a public sale, it's a private sale, it's a open market, it's you know not on the internet. That's because the commission wants to make sure the consumer or the client is fully informed of what their options are and which option you as the realtor are going to take. That's it. TMLS is the one with the rules. TMLS says. You can be in coming soon status. You've got to have X number of photos. You've got to have X amount of information, and you can only do it for X amount of time. So the enforcement authority for what we're talking about is TMLS, not the commission. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It okay. does. Anybody else about what the fix might eventually be? Uh, I'd like to see it go back to the original intention of giving agents coverage in terms of their agency relationship with the client while being able to help them get the house ready for market. And that, you know, maybe we don't allow signs out front or we, we, you literally cannot market at all during the coming soon. I'm not sure why they said that you can do coming soon and that allows you to market during that time. Mm. Well, that is the whole point of coming soon is that it allows you to market before the house is being shown. Right. And then but, they came up with the additional rules just because people were letting people sneak in and then selling it before the whole market got a right, view. Right. And again, everybody's concerned about the the seller not fully understanding that they may be forfeiting their rights or their best because the realtor's done a deal behind the scenes. And this is, I also, I mean, this goes beyond real estate for me though, but do we, when we have these rules and regulations, there's always going to be a handful of people who just ignore them and, and behave without integrity. And do we, do we really have to keep going and rewriting the rules in order to try and catch these people out who are just going to find a way around them? Okay. Under <laughs> normal circumstances, I would completely agree with that. But the problem that we're having right now is that it's not a handful of people not following the rules. The problem we're having right now is that the sneak-ins, the workarounds, they're they're pandemic. They're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So I, there's no. Are, are like, you saying that it's not so much to do with the rule, but to do with the dynamic because it, of our crazy market? It's the dynamic of the crazy market. The crazy market is driving some of this, and I mean, people—they're being brazen. They're circumventing the agents altogether and going directly, like you said, left a note at your seller's door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're going directly to the sellers, and the sellers are just like, well, they don't have to follow the rules. That's perfectly okay. The seller can let anybody into their house they want. But it is it, it is creating the how bold buyers have to be. You know, I had buyers ask me, will you go and see if there's any way we can see the house early? I said, I will contact the agent. That is what I am willing to do and see if there's any way to see this house early. Agent says no. Right, agent following the rules. That's great. They go, they knock on the client's door. So, Agent calls me mad that I sent my clients. I didn't mm, send my clients. Wow. They're just, they, they're getting desperate. They're and desperate. They're doing things that are. Desperate people mm -hmm. do desperate things. Yeah. I, so no, I understand. So what I'm hearing, I think you're all agreeing that this is the problem is a symptom of the larger, low inventory, high demand product of the triangle being such a popular place. 
Right. If there was plenty of inventory, would have this problem. I don't think we would. And it felt better, Nada. I think you were saying this earlier when it was just uh, a sign in the yard and mm-hmm. not an MLS posting. Again, that was problematic because the agents were supposed to uh, input the listing into MLS. That's, that, that was listing agents trying to circumvent buyers' agents. That's they right. were trying to get the calls themselves. And, and, they, and, the and there was a whole, there were some oh, wow. big agents in Wake County who actually made uh, a whole marketing out of the fact that they could, they were the place to go and contact for basically, you know, coming soon. This was before it became an actual coming soon status that they had a whole market and they were pushing it out to the public that they were the source for getting things like being in the know. If you wanted to be in the know about upcoming listings, you should go with that particular Uh, agent. Okay. I think we really just opened Pandora's box. So maybe we need to (laughs) close it. Well, we're going to see that. We're going to see that more. We're going to see it more and more. It's creating a whole sub Look yeah. for it. look look yeah. for all the in-house sales that you're going to see coming uh-huh. up at, at you know down the road. You're going to see that firms are selling within the firms uh-huh. because they've got office exclusive listings now. Uh-huh. Um, you have know, you come, seen a bunch of those? Mm-hmm. You have. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen more than I had seen in previous years. Yeah. So yeah. if you if it's you really follow it, you'll you'll start to see it. And and, yeah. and again, that was a result of MLS trying to prevent agents who were dealing with agents outside of their company. Like, let's say um, I had a great listing and I say, Jackie, Jay, Marsha, I've got this great listing coming up and we're all at different companies. And I, or I contact my seller asked me, you know, can you talk, contact the top 100 agents that, you know, whatever, and let them know. And having some sort of like an event or something that used to be allowed actually. As long as the seller agreed to withhold from MLS, you could do that. You could you could market it how you wanted to, and they had to sign a document saying that they were wanting the agent to the listing agent to withhold it from MLS, and then the agent was allowed to do this outside marketing to other firms. So MLS's solution to that was to say you can't do that anymore. You can only sell within your own firm. You can only do an office exclusive. You you can sell a you can sell a house off MLS, but only within your firm. And what that is creating now is an entirely new problem. It really is. So I feel like a lot of these rules come into place as a, as a trying to uh, close the barn door after the horse has actually bolted, mm-hmm. um, rather than you know, thinking ahead mm-hmm. and trying to keep the door closed while we still have the, right. the horse in the barn. Um, I don't know what you feel about that, but so, and then we create new problems because we're right. just being reactive uh, yes. rather than proactive. I think what's important for the people listening to understand though, is that if we can't figure it out, uh-huh. quite frankly, if the three of us, there's no solution here. Agreed. And we've got a lot of experience, right? Agreed. There's no, it is chaos. Coming soon is chaos. Chaos, man. You know, it is and if I had to give one piece of advice out about what do I do in this chaos, you call that listing agent as soon as you know it's incoming soon. Call them, find out what the status is, find out what, and do what's best for your buyer. Great advice. You know, and it's the only thing you can do. That's right. It's my default move is to pick up the phone, pick up the phone and talk to the person at the other end of the phone. And that I get the best information that way.
Ladies, thank you so much. This has been invaluable. See you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we get invited back. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You would definitely. Who knows what the issue will be two months from now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been an episode of Welcome Home, a production of the Orange Chatham Association of Realtors. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts.